welcome back to another episode of Sons and Sparrows. <laughs> I am joined today with none other than the Townsend Boys. Woot, woot. What up? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're going to get through this. We're going to get through this. So, uh, I'm, I'm very elated and ecstatic to have these boys on here. Uh, we've too. been talking about this for, the, for a long time. Wanting to get you both. I know it, it probably wouldn't have done it justice just to have one of you at a time. So I definitely wanted to For sure. get both of y'all. Um, so what's been going on with y'all? Man, just living life. Living the dream. Just living the dream. Living the dream. Yeah, man. Burning gas and just having fun. Yeah. 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 How about you, Landon? Um, yeah, just work, skim. Working and skimming. Jesus. Yep. That's what's up. That's what's up. How is skimming going for y'all? It's going fun. Here lately, we've gotten a little bit better at, like, looking at conditions and figuring out, like, what spots are firing, like, taking all, like, conditions and winds and everything into consideration. So we're getting on better waves. Better waves make you a better skimmer. Nice. So. Sweet. That's getting more enjoyable, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I remember when I, <clears throat> you guys were doing it, and it was it just seemed like a little hobby. Yeah. That you guys are doing, but now y'all are like on live streams and everything like that on YouTube. <laughs> y'all are y'all are up there, man. That's yes, sir. How's it for you, Ethan? Dude, it's been awesome. Honestly, I haven't gone in a while. Landon and Jack have been going. I've been a lot more busy, and I've been going to Mobile more. But um, now I think we're going tomorrow morning, so I'm I'm stoked about that. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun getting into competitions. Um, more doing better in competitions. Um. Which is better, yeah, and makes you happier, yeah. Because it's not fun to you know drive seven hours to go somewhere to do a competition and then you're out in your first heat. Yeah, there's two more days of skimming in a competition that you could do. But um, yeah, it's been great. It's been really fun. Awesome. Yeah, I I think a majority of you guys' competitions down in um, Panama City. There's there's one in Panama City, and sometimes they have one in Alabama. I don't know if they're having that one this year. But that one's usually around mid-June. But no, um, we just had one in uh, Sebastian. Yeah. So east side. And then there's another one in Outer Banks that we're going to. Nice. In July. Nice. That's what's up. How's the uh, the traveling back and forth to uh, Alabama? It's fun. I've gotten really used to the drive. So, I mean, you know, it's nothing. The drive is really nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it. it can get... It can feel longer after a service, but on the way up there, it's short. On the way back, it's it feels longer. Yeah. I feel like it's it's reversed for me. I feel like getting there is long, not only because of the time of day that me and Sarah leave, but it's that that you kind of get excited, that anticipation. You're like, oh, yeah. man, I wonder what the Lord's going to oh, do, yeah. Yeah. how this message is going to jack me up, you know, something like that. And then the ride home, it's always me driving. Sarah's knocked out with the kids. And it's, like, short because, you know, you're just trying to hurry up and get home at, like, 11 o'clock at night. I swear I don't be driving sometimes. <laughs> Dude, I'm just, like, I'm just floating. <laughs> like, one one moment I'm on the Mobile Bridge and I'm in Pensacola Bridge and I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> Forget everything that's happened in the past hour. Yeah. Don't remember anything. It's like that feeling when you're driving through the city and you're like, did I just run a red light? Because you have no idea. Yeah, that that's that's happened a few times. I know what that's like, yeah. Awesome. So, uh, 
we're just gonna we're just gonna be talking like we normally do. Yeah, man. So I'm just gonna ice ask. has been broken. Ice has been broken. It's it chiseled at first, kind of melted. Yeah. But now it's broke. Yeah, Landon brought a spoon, but it's yeah. all right. Yeah. It got chiseled. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. It's a metaphor. It's okay. <laughs> um. So one of the questions I do want to ask you guys, um, and just answer it however you guys want to, yeah. and then from there we'll just flow. In the culture that we're in, you know, with us here at the South Gate and, and uh, the Homestead Mobile, um, the culture that we're in now, at the ages that you guys are at now, what is your heart on worship? What does that look like for you guys? Well, the main thing, because I've had a lot of conversations with friends my age and peers and, you know, family members, and it's like the main point of worship is it's not you receiving, it's you giving. Mm. A hundred percent of the time, it's not about you, and it doesn't need to be about you. And that's another thing with worship, like um, with the twisted gospel that we know now these days, is it's you go in there and you're getting right, and worship is is all about you. And it's not. Worship is worship because it's for Abba. It's for Him, one hundred percent. And yes, inside of that, when your heart gets right, and even even if your heart is wrong about it, and you are taking it as you, God still meets you there. No matter what, but imagine how much further and how much better you'll be met when your heart's actually right, because it's all about him. It's not about you. And that's how I always look at worship. Yeah. And if, if worship isn't glorifying Abba and not doing what it's meant to do, it's not authentic. Mm. So that's good, man. That's really where I'm at with that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely changed in me as well. I think from, from a young age, when I was 19, uh, when I first got saved, you know, a lot of people would, some, I won't say a lot, a lot of people that were from my family and friends of my family would yeah. come up and prophesy. You know, I'm yeah. new to this yeah. when I was that age. And, you know, you're going you're gonna to see dreams. God's going to use you in this way. You're going to prophesy. And you can start to twist the gospel to where it's like it does become about you. Because yeah. a lot of people, and, and, and it's not to say that they've done it in the wrong heart or the wrong mind. They're just doing what they know. Yeah. So when you start to step into worship, you kind of make it, you're still making it about him, but you're also making it about you in the back of your heart a yeah. little bit. So, and then you're trying to, you're trying to be humble, but it's like a false humility. Yeah. And then we start to make it about the goosebumps. We try to make it about, yeah. oh, you know, that's where the question comes. Oh, how is service with people? Exactly. And we need to move more into of like a, when we're coming out of worship, being okay if we didn't feel anything because it's not about us. Come on, man. Like, if you come out of worship and you're like, man, I didn't get the chill bumps. Yeah. I wasn't on the ground crying. Yeah. You know, you, you and a lot of times we'll passively start thinking, is something wrong with me? Yeah. Because that's what we've been taught. Yeah. And, you know, and I've honestly began to, that's a journey that I've been on recently is because, like, cause we've been in so many incredible services recently for the past year, two years straight, where it's like almost... At least once a weekend, it was an absolute Holy Ghost blowout in, you know, with revival at home, revival in South Carolina to now in Mobile yeah. and all these places. Ohio. And it's like, yeah, in Ohio. And it's like, but I feel like the Lord started to let me take this walk of like, um, kind of like not necessarily pulling back, but drawing me in. Yeah. In the same sense, like pulling me back on like, cause he knew that I was ready to like, step into that next part of when I'm in worship, not every single time having to feel something yeah. because he wanted me to understand that, that it's not like that at all. Because I mean, a year, a year last year, 
<laughs> a year last year. <laughs> a year from now, last year, yeah. I was in that of thinking like, man, I'm going into worship and I'm like, what can I receive this time? You know, what, 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 I, 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 you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, now I'm in this, in this spot where it's like, I know for a fact, whenever I'm going to worship, I'm, I'm worshiping, I'm not receiving. Yeah. And, um, and I feel like the best time that I receive is in devotion, in devotion, or I'm listening to podcasts, or I'm just sitting down and I'm listening to Pop's or um, Dad's sermon. Yeah. It's like, that's the time that I receive now, and I have been recently. Yeah. I've been getting more taught instead of, you know, getting those crazy moments. And those crazy moments still happen in worship, you know? Yeah. Because my heart's been getting in right, and it feel like it's been more dramatic. And that's when, um, say, I'm just kind of rambling now. No, you're good, But man. I'm going to follow this rabbit hole. I feel like I should. You go for it. Whenever um, Pops came down to our church, um, I can't remember when that was. I think what it was in was. January or yeah, February. Yeah, I think so. Whenever we had revival at our church... And um, us boys stayed at the um, at the church, and we stayed there that night. Yeah, we started noticing because, I mean, this is when I started really noticing that. That's whenever it started really shifting in my heart because that's when all that crazy stuff started happening. And um, so we're there, and we're just partying. I mean, we're just having fun, literally just straight up playing the best, like not the new Lecrae, old Lecrae. <laughs> Old Ty Brassel, we're playing KB, we're doing all this, we're just having fun, we're just having a blast, straight up having our own little concert in there with strobe lights on, and then I don't know, we all get extremely exhausted for jumping up and down for two hours after jumping up and down for two hours. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we're going to all kind of calm down, and me, Elijah, and Judah are sitting in the sound booth in the back, and I'm like, I'm just going to play some Joel. Um, I can't remember what song it was that we played, but um, out of nowhere, um, me and Elijah like looked at each other and we're like, Oh my gosh, it just got like like something just set in the room. It was um this is where the fire fell. That was the first song y'all played. Oh yeah, we played uh Where the Fire Fell by Family on the first okay. song. And then we played Joel and then we that's whenever I looked at Elijah and I was like, Elijah, if we press in right now, we're gonna go somewhere we've never been before. And come to find out fifteen minutes later, I mean, it was it's kind of hard to explain what happened, but I, I did um on a live stream the next the next Saturday, all of us, we kind of explained what happened and our experiences in that. And I won't go to, into detail um, right now about that. But um, we really, we pushed in, and our heart posture was pushing into Abba and glorifying him. It wasn't at all about us. And he came to us and showed us things that were, that I didn't even think were really possible to be shown. Yeah. Like, we didn't expect to um, meet dead people, meet well people that are alive, really more alive than yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. And like, and that's the thing. It's like ever since then, it's like whenever my heart is really right in worship, it's like Abba will show me the craziest things, and he'll show he'll he'll surprise me and meet me every single time inside of that. And the things that I've been shown recently, it's skyrocketed because of my heart in worship. Yeah, yeah. I think uh I think that's that's so so good that he will meet you right in what what we think is right but in his eyes yeah. he's like man there's a whole other avenue that I want to take you down but I I but still. It, it's like people have the tendency of wanting to be like oh that's not right that's wrong this is right yeah. that's wrong and the Lord's never really done that with us he's always met us in those places and being like hey let me show you something a little bit different 
and that different is yep. the most biggest thing ever. It opens up an entire world. Yeah, he do, he does it. It's I don't I don't. If we read scripture, people use that thing like God's a gentleman, the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. Yeah. If you read scripture, he's not really a gentleman. He just has a way he, of. He's very never, blatant. Yeah, and it's. But that's that's for another time. But yeah. what about you, Landon? How do you feel like worship is to you with what you know and where we're at right now? Like whenever I go into worship, I I like to think that I'm a or I know that I'm a spirit having a human encounter. And so whenever I go into worship, I'm not worried about like how I'm going to feel his presence or how I what I need to do to change my posture, to actually receive him. I feel like I can go into his presence knowing that I'm a spirit having a human encounter and I can just immediately engage with the atmosphere and what he's doing in the room. And these days, I never really had to change my perspective of worship. I've learned a lot more about worship growing up there you go yeah but i i never really changed the way that i worshiped i always have just whenever i worship i just literally just completely focus on the lord and some saturdays are different it's not always the same i i'll be in a worship service and he'll begin to just wreck me and i'll begin to just cry and then that's what i do is i just cry and 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 I just feel like his presence and like then, okay, he, he, he I just need to cry right now. Yeah. I just need to sit down and receive. And then there's been times where I'm in worship and you stand by me and I put my hand on you and then I go into an encounter. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know exactly where it's going, but I know that he's going to come and his presence is going to touch me. I... To me, it's like what you said, I'm going to pour out on the Father's feet. You know what I mean? I'm going to lock eyes with the Father. And for a long time, whenever I was younger, I would go into worship and I would close my eyes and I would see myself walking up to, and I haven't ever said this to anybody, but I would close my eyes in worship and I would see myself walking up to the throne and I would walk up and I would just sit at the Father's feet and I would see his throne and I would see everything that's up there worshiping and I would see that in service. Um, hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I hear what the both of you are saying. <clears throat> when it comes to worship, it's, it starts to become more and more, each encounter we get, it becomes more and more less or I'm sorry, not more, more, less, but more, more, less, less and less about us. A t-shirt. I'm you, <laughs> less and less about us, and more about Him. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of worship. The more every, and it's not just every Saturday, but it's every single day that we get to come before Him. It's it's Him showing how, and once we step into a place of maturity in worship. I think this is really cool. He'll start to shift our perspective because we, we use that scripture that John uses when he's like, I decrease so that he can increase. Yeah. And that was specifically meant for John. It's not meant yeah. for us. Right. John was the, the end of the prophets. He's the bridge that connects yeah. Christ into the new covenant. 
So a lot of us use that as a humility thing when God is not calling us to be less of us, more yeah. of him. He's wanting it to be more of us, more of him together. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? It can't be less of me and more of him, more one. Ex- exactly. It's unequally yoked. Mm-hmm. It's, you wouldn't want your spouse to be less about her and more of you. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, what is it? Song of Songs talks about how we are his equal, his bride. So it's and, and and I love the shift of perspective of that with Yahweh right now. It's he's starting to show us when we can start to handle. He knows our hearts. He knows the fact of if he was to bring that revelation to some people, even though it, ultimately he wants us all to be there collectively as yeah. um, a body to where we're all like ultimate goal. Yeah, but yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, he wants us there to where when we do go into worship. It's all of us worshiping all of him. Yeah. And it's it's us together doing it. So I, I think I think it's good. I think that's what the both of you are are, are really getting at. Yeah. And I think the fact that you guys are getting that at the age that you guys are at now, it, it well, yeah, it's weird because I, I shared that um whenever I would go whenever I was younger, I would see myself going like I don't know, it was like I was, I would, like, four or five times I've seen myself, like, over the sanctuary, and then I would see myself walking up, and then it would, like, I would just walk into the throne room, and then there's the Father sitting on his throne, and then all of the worship up there. Wow. And then, so it, and I would just go up there, and I would just, I would join in, and that's, I was, I would think of that encounter, and then go back into that encounter, mm. For, I don't know how long. I mean, yeah. When and that was whenever I was younger. Still to this day, if we were to start worship, I could begin to worship the Father, and I could go back and just see myself in the throne room yeah. worshiping the Father. You're just picking up right where you left off. Right. I yeah. yeah. And let me say this: when whenever we're like entering worship, it's so cool because a lot of people. Whenever we're going into worship, you know, pre-service prayer and everything, that is 100%. Like, I, oh my gosh, I love just getting your heart right and doing all that and, and stirring the atmosphere and praying and everything. But it's so it's so interesting to me on how it's so easy with the right heart posture to enter into his presence. Yeah. It doesn't take 30 minutes of shunning all the spirits and inviting Abba like he's not already there. Come on, man. Like, and, and it's so cool because for me, like when we're in Mobile, me and Elijah will be just talking. We'll be hanging out and everything in the sanctuary, we're just, we're just fellowshipping. And then the worship team starts going and we're all like, turn and burn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just turn and we're just, you know, heart right looking at Abba. And, and it's just, it's so, because what I do and sometimes like, if my like a lot of things are on your mind and you're just going into worship and it's like you you know you got a lot of things going on you're you're thinking about what you're going to eat after or you're mm-hmm. thinking about the conversation you were just having and it's like um a lot of those things can be extreme distractions but whenever your heart's true desire is to worship him yeah those things it's it's so easy to just go from you know Oh man, dude! I can't believe you ate crap on that wave earlier today. <laughs> and then just turn it and just you know worshiping because that's you're supposed to be in that day to day fellowship with Abba. And it's because 
you know, that's how we're supposed to live. Yeah. But um, I also want to share kind of like whenever I'm stepping into worship and my mind's racing like that, what I do. And it, it's so um, it's so cool because I didn't ever think about moving like this until that night at our church with all the boys. And I, I became like I, I feel like the Lord unlocked another level of like like a, almost like another sense. Okay. Of like just feeling the atmosphere like it's almost like another sense. I, if I had to call it uh, what I would call it, it would probably be called atmospheric sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like whenever you're going into the room and worship starts going, I just close my eyes and I completely just drop everything. Like, yeah. I just like, like, I'm, the only thing I'm trying to feel is the atmosphere. Mm. And that gets your heart so right, dude. Let me tell you, <laughs> that gets you right. <laughs> It'll get you in there. But that's just what I do whenever I'm like, whenever I'm just like, man, I'm just not really feeling anything. I don't feel like worshiping right now. I don't know really, like, you know, I'm kind of tired, honestly. And so much will change. It's almost like an adrenaline shot whenever you can feel the atmosphere of what, like, what Abba's doing and what he's about to do. Yeah. It's And it's so hard to explain. But me and Judah were actually having this conversation the other day. He was like, um, I can't remember what he said, but he was like, man. I had a really hard time just, you know, zoning in and really getting into it. I just felt, like, distracted, you know. He was like, obviously, I was worshiping and everything, but it was like I never, like, entered in. And I was like, yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Everybody knows what you mean. It's, And so he started talking about, like, what he does whenever he feels like that. And whenever you feel like that, it's an invitation. Yeah. It's an invitation yeah. to go to go deeper and to experience another way of entering into him. Mm-hmm. And that's what the that's that's just I don't know. Hard to kind of um put it to words, but the best way to put it to words is whenever I feel like that, I just sit there and I just try to feel the atmosphere. Yeah. And it never fails. Yeah. Never fails. Yeah. I think um I with you saying that, it it makes me remember when I was in my 20s, how I would get so frustrated with people when it came to worship, when it came time to, yeah. to worship him, service starts, people aren't worshiping, you don't see them with their hands raised, you could see it's written all over their faces, something's wrong, and it hinders them from pressing in, and in my, my early 20s, I would sit there, and I, I don't want to say I judged them, but I would just have this thing of like, why are you even here? When I was younger, I would constantly be like, if you don't want to be here, then don't be here. But then yeah. Abba's never mean. said that to me exactly. when I would come in. And so as I got older, it was the Lord started teaching me in a not so verbal way, but more of just like the impression upon my heart of he would be like, I want those that that have that constant thing of, yeah. man, I really don't want to be here. It feels like a normal Sunday. Perfect. Yep. Because now you have the awesome opportunity to just be like, being completely real. Like we get people that, you know, the church yep. culture be like, oh, I'm just being real, I'm just being me. No, you're not. Until you feel like you can completely surrender on a Saturday night, which is our service, right. or a Sunday morning, and you can say to Abba's face in the middle of worship and be like, I do not feel like being here, and this is why. Then he can be like, finally, you've, you've removed the mask, yes. and now you're showing me your true colors. Now let me come in and finally heal that part of you to where you never feel this way yep. again when you come in collectively as a, as a group of believers, as my children, when you gather together 
and when you're at home, your, your worship to me increases. Does he need your worship? No. Does he love it? Yes. Mm-hmm. He loves worship. He loves it when he hears your voice. Sarah and I were having a conversation about this, uh, I think a couple weeks ago, where she's like, man, what's the point of prayer? And it's not like she was doubting prayer or wanting to stop. It's just a question. Yeah. What's, what's the point of prayer if he already knows my thoughts? And I'm like, he, he, yes, he knows your thoughts. He knows what you're going to pray. But imagine we as parents already know, if I was to ask Audrey or Elijah, how is your day? I already know how your day is going to be. It's yeah. the same thing for the past you year. You know what they're going to do. Exactly. And tomorrow. Exactly. And you know what they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's the fact of when they explain to me their day, it's like it's the best thing ever. Yeah. You see the expression on their face. You hear so-and-so did this or, man, my teacher did this. And I just – I laughed so hard that milk came out of my nose. And as a parent, <laughs> you find so much delight in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You find the joy. You're like, I know how your day is already, but I wanted to hear it. I love seeing the expression on your face. I love hearing your heart's racing. And that's how Abba sees us in worship. He knows if we're going to worship him or not, but it's it's well, so much better when... It's, it's a cool way of putting it, too. It's like the universe wouldn't have been, been created if God didn't speak it. Yeah. That's true, man. So if it was just his thoughts, huh, okay. Yeah. No, yeah. he spoke it. Even if there was only two other people listening to him, mm-hmm. he still spoke it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I also see it as, like, angels will watch us, right? Yeah. They'll hear us and watch us go into things that they didn't know there was permission for, right? Mm-hmm. And so they'll see us do things, and angels will begin to celebrate. And I, and I believe that angels are watching and they're learning from us you know what i mean yeah and so it's it's not only i think the father knowing what we're gonna say you know what i mean yeah but creation you know what i mean listens and responds and responds whenever you speak things you know yeah and so whenever you go into worship and you begin to speak i don't think it's and like like you said, you begin to expose that thing mm-hmm. that was keeping you from engaging in worship. I think that it's not only exposing it to the Father, but all of creation is hearing that. You know yeah. what I mean? Heaven is hearing that. Yes. And it's making heaven go, okay. And then then heaven is advancing in that with you. Come on, man. You know, it's I don't think it's just the Father's ears. You yeah. know what I mean? That's good. I love that. I love that. Um, let me ask you guys this, uh, what does, what does honoring your parents look like? What does it look like for you guys individually? Cause I know you guys, you, I, I, and I'm only assuming that you guys would sometimes get together and just talk about your relationships amongst each other and your relationship with your parents. But what does it look like for you guys? Honoring my parents I, it's Mother's Day this weekend, for example, yesterday, I, or the day before that, I went and cleaned my mom's car, but that was more for just Mother's Day, you know, um, as I was doing it, because I really didn't want to, I was thinking of it as honoring, because I, it, 
it was dirty, and it took me an hour and a half to clean her car. So I was like, you know what? This is honor. I'm going to do this right. But um, obviously just the basics, feeding the dogs, taking out the trash, you know. Um, Doing what you're asked. And also them not having to ask is mm. what makes them feel yeah. like you're actually trying to be – um, responsible, be like, take responsibility and them not having to remind you, I know is a big deal to parents. Yeah. Um, honoring my dad, I like to honors, honors a funny word because to me, because it's like, I do things that honor my dad and I don't really realize it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, whenever he asks me to do something, and it's hard, but when he asks me to do something, I, I don't, I don't, I intentionally don't look like I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it, but I intentionally look like I am happy that I get to do that. And I think that's honoring my dad. Anything that my dad asks me to do, I don't want it to seem like I don't want that to do it. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to be intentional with making sure my dad knows that if he asks me to do something, it's not to him. It's not like he's having to force me to do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, to him, it's not like, well, I don't want to ask Landon to do that because I know he's not going to want to. I want yeah. my dad to be able to come to me, ask me to do anything, and it not be like a burden to me and him not feel like it's going to be a burden to me. And that's good, Landon. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that that's honoring my dad whenever he knows that he can ask me to do something and I'm not, I have the right heart as I'm going to do this in honor of my dad. You know, I'm not going to make it a struggle and I'm not going to make it any, like make him feel bad about asking me to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and honestly doing it to the fullest, you know, that's a big deal for a parent too, to be able to, to be able to look at their kid and be like, Hey, I need you to do me a favor or, Hey, I need you to do this for me. Yeah. Or, Hey, uh, in a couple of days, I need this to be done. And it's a big deal when the, the son or daughter looks at the parent and just says, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And has that look of determination. I'm going to do this thing. Not just because my, my mom or dad asked me to do it, but because it's going to bring them joy. And if it brings them joy, then it's going to bring me joy. Right. And, and, and it's the look. I, I mean, it's, you're right. Honor is a, is a, it's a funny thing because it's transformative. Yeah. It transforms you. Because you can, you can constantly be a yes man. And you can be like, yes, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. But your heart is so like oh, I don't want to do this. I hate this. I hate when they ask me to do something because it's just in your heart. But then when you allow honor to transform you to where you're like, I want to do this because I want my mom and dad to feel such a relief. It's no longer on their shoulders. It's on mine. But even when it's on mine, it's not heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that when they look in your eye, they see the same amount of joy that, that they have in theirs. Yeah. And so they, trust me when I do, I, and I know you guys know this, but for those that might be listening, us as parents, we see it, man. We see and we feel the heart. We hear it in whenever a parent asks and you say, 
Yes, sir. Like there's a tone that you guys yeah. use as as children. Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, there's a tone. There's a look in your face. There's just this thing that we can feel. There is. Whenever you don't want to do something. But we, as parents, we have to let you continue to do it because yeah. there's that hope. Right. Not like, man, I, I hope, hope. But like a Christ-like hope that you will start to understand it. And it's like when you do, which I know that you guys have, you're like, oh, man, I feel like it, it makes you want to go back to your parents. But like, listen, I am so sorry for the times I've given you attitude. Yep. Yeah. Every time you ask me to do something, yep. it's that aha moment. And the Holy Spirit's the one that's revealing it to you. Yeah. Yahweh's just like, now is the time for you to understand. Because when you guys have kids, you're going to be like, you're going to call up your mom. You're going to call up your dad. Like, man, he's doing the same look. What did you tell me when I was 17 again? Yeah. And they're just going to be on the phone. You'll be like, they're just going to laugh. I, I, I'm telling you, I can't wait for my kids to call and be like, man, I'm sorry. How do you do this? I'm just going to laugh. And probably like, hey, I'm just going to hang up the phone right now so me and your mom can laugh even harder together. <laughs> hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah. Put you on hold. Yeah. But it's, it's, so, it's so funny, man. But I'm glad you guys are able to, to see this at such a young age. I'm, I'm glad that honor is being instilled at the ages that you guys are at now because there is no junior honor. Yeah. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no junior anything when it comes to the gospel. Yeah. So, but what about you, Ethan? Um, I kind of just want to, because Landon, Landon hit the nail on the head, but I kind of want to elaborate on it. Go for it. So, and with what Uncle Brad taught with his amazing message of honor yes um you know you have nothing outside of honor you know and Mm -hmm. if you don't honor correctly then whatever but anyway what i was gonna say (laughs) is um honor is a heart posture 100 percent. it's not the action it's the heart posture behind yeah the action or the response and so with landon he's showing honor because he doesn't want to disappoint or upset his dad. He wants to make sure, you know, it's honoring, making sure that his dad understands that he wants to do it, even though he doesn't necessarily want to do it. You know what I mean? It's not being like, okay, yes, I'll do it because you told me to. You know, you know what I mean? It's the heart behind it. And, um, it's not the, the honor part is point is pointed towards pleasing in a sense and honoring him because he wants him to be, you know, he wants dad to feel good about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not pointing towards, I'll do it because you told me to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but yeah, I mean, honor with me, it's like the the main thing is um, with honor, period, everyone thinks immediately to your mother and your father mm-hmm. 100%. Because that is like... And, you know, that's that's a Bible verse. Yep. It's like honor your mother and father to have a long life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but, um, you know, you can get that down and you can really start living your life in honor with your, your, your mother and your father. And that's 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 where you need to be. But there's the honor for your peers. Yeah. There's the honor for your, your friends, your pastors and the people that you don't like. And, the, and you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honor is is uh, I believe that you can't partake in true perichoesis unless you have honor in your heart Mm. and so and you know like i was saying earlier like honoring atmospheres you know not talking during a serious moment yeah and you know like after every service pops and um apostle damon they're like let's honor what's happening in the room because there's still people that are on the floor yeah i mean honor is like you said um it's transforming 
but it's it has so many different facets that I think that honor is like like the most faceted thing that you could have. Yeah. Like it's it it is um a part of you that could that will change everything about you. And um yeah, you can honor you can honor just about everybody. You can honor everybody and you can honor in everything that you do, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the dove sitting on your shoulder. You know, you got to constantly honor, but you don't it's not something that you have to do. You get to. Yeah. And um I see people honor my parents. I see um for example, Pastor Barbara and Pastor Joe or Dr. Either or. Yeah. Um they those two have shown my parents some of the most significant honor that I have ever seen anybody show my parents in my lifetime. Those two people right there, I pray to have the honor that they have, you know? Yeah. Because they have stuck by my parents' side through thick and thin and they have never changed the way that they see my parents. You know, yeah. and my mom has always known that she can call Barbara and I'll hear Barbara or Pastor Barbara and my mom talk all the time. And it's like. I see Pastor Barbara honoring my mom in so many different ways in the little things. And so. I just felt like I needed to put that out there. Yeah, that, man, that's good. That is really good. That there's ways that you can honor people for honoring people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I honor Ooh. I honor them for honoring my parents, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. How do you two honor each other? We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Last, yesterday, um, or a couple days ago, I left some trash in my car, and then I was, like, all upset that he addressed it like that. And, and then, like, and then like, um, like, a couple hours later, I was like, if I had a forerunner and he left some trash in my car, I probably would have said the same thing to him. And then I really would have wanted him to clean up his trash, so I went and got the trash out. <laughs> Let me tell the real story, okay? Yeah. He sits down in my car and he goes, dude, what's all this crap in here? And I'm like, you're crap, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're getting on to me about my car being dirty and it's all yours. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think it was. Yeah, that's, that's staying in right there. And Jack, Jack goes, dude, he's got you. He's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jack was so funny. So let me ask you this then. Well, if, we could actually answer the question if you want us to. <laughs> oh, I don't know. If I <laughs> <laughs> um, let me ask you this then. What are what are ways that you know? Give me at least two. Okay. I won't make you think too hard. Give me two ways that you know that you guys could both honor each other. More? Yeah. When when Landon um you know, because everybody has their days where they're emotional or they're, you know, they'll say things or do things, you know, just just, just because in, inside of moments, you know what I mean, things yeah. are said or things happen. doesn't matter your age at all. But because um, maturity isn't based on age. And when it comes to with me and Landon and our relationship, we're brothers. We're going to argue sometimes, and we're going to have disagreements. But that doesn't change at all in any way how I'm going to treat them yeah. in the next five minutes or anything like that. And it doesn't change the way that I will ex- – I, it doesn't change the way that I treat him in front of people. One thing that I've learned is that with, with my with things that my dad has taught me and then also conversations that I've had with Landon, another way of honoring your brother 
or your, your sibling the most is having conversations, making sure that you're explaining to each other the things that hurt your feelings yeah. and the things in ways that you would like to do them better. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the best way of honoring them is actually listening to them, not taking it as I'm coming at you because you did this to me and I'm upset. Da, 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 da. You did this, you did this, but actually listening to what they say, taking it in and, and not moving forward by telling them what hurt you. Mm, yeah, you it's know. not a back and forth. It's a, you know, you're actually listening because yeah. you want to do better next time. And that's one thing that I've actually really struggled with growing up with Landon because Landon always told me straightforward. He was like, Ethan, that hurt my feelings. I wish you didn't do this. And I always thought he was just, you know, obviously he probably didn't say it like that. You know, he was upset. So I would take it as, well, you did this to me. So I did that to you, da, 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 da. but it's like, you know, yeah. and then other times when things would happen in a group setting, Landon would be like, you know, I understand if you said that or you did this to me when it's just me and you, but I mean, it's like, you know what I mean? Honoring your brother in front of other people matters mm. because that shows where you're at, really. That's good. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said. Um, Like if you and your brother got mad at each other at each other if you and your siblings got in an argument um for example the other day Ethan really wants me to get this gym membership cuz he's been going to the gym with Jack mm-hmm. and I have been procrastinating that because I don't really want to spend money on a gym membership and I don't really want to go I want to go to the gym and I want to work out and I want to spend time with Ethan and go to the gym but I've been procrastinating it a little bit. And I went, um, or long story short, Ethan was like telling me how I should go and all this and that. And then he was like telling me how he really wanted me to go and how he feels like I don't really want to go because I have been not, I haven't made it such a priority to get that membership. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm sorry, Ethan. I I didn't mean to make it. You feel like you were having to make me get that membership. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I really want to, you know? Yeah. Um, I think just having, just being able to think about, like, what you're doing, how it could be affecting your siblings' feelings. You yeah. know what I mean? Having, like. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, being able to think and put yourself in your sibling's shoes is honoring your sibling, you know? Yeah. Um, ex- Like Ethan said, especially in a group setting, it can hurt my brother, you know what I mean? It, it will hurt my brother if I make a joke about him to other people, you know? There's certain things you just, you just have, you can't just say, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm learning that I'm not perfect at that at all, mm. but I, I know that if I were to say something to Ethan that really hurt Ethan n- might not be in that exact moment, but he'll come to me and he'll tell me that. And then I can apologize for that. And we can move on from that. Um, that's honor on both sides, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I would also say that the greatest way of honoring your brother is defending y'all's relationship. Yes, sir. And so whatever that takes. Right. Whatever that takes, period. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, you can go so many, you can give so many examples. 
But I mean, that's just one with Landon, like, like making sure that even after, if you did, you notice, like, hey, I I said this, communicating. Yeah. And then also, if you have a good relationship that's already kind of founded on that, then the one that got hurt will communicate as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Constantly, like, I want people to know that they can't talk bad about Ethan, and I, and I just. And I just agree with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever, silence silence is agreement as well. Yeah. So, right. Man. If you're sitting there and somebody's talking crap about your friend or your brother and you ain't saying nothing, and you're just sitting there, you know, the Bible does say um, w- uh, wisdom listens instead of speaks. Mm-hmm. But whenever it comes to moments like that, there is there is a time and a place to defend. Yeah. And to, you know, and it's honestly like defending – you know how they're, it's like, oh, we have to defend our armor, our our uh, our honor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't talk crap on my last name. That's fighting words. No. More like, hey, dude, you know, don't talk about that about my brother, especially if I'm right here. Yeah. You know, let's be real. I mean, this type of stuff happens all the time. It's it's a real, it's a real conversation. You know, being, and you're not around perfect people. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Not yet, anyways. Not yet. <laughs> right now, you are. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm around perfection. Welcome <laughs> to perfect. Another question I wanted to ask you guys is what has Abba been speaking to you guys concerning this generation? It's a two it's a two part question. So I'll just start with that one. What has Abba been showing or talking to you or revealing to you two concerning this generation? When I say this generation, I mean your generation. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Dude. Okay. Um, so I've been having this vision and this vision only happens whenever Rudy's playing a certain thing and he's only done it twice. So both times I've had that exact same vision and, um, so, and it's been in mobile both times, but it was in this, it was in the moments of whenever they start playing and it just imagine like, if you can remember a moment where it sounded like we were in a parade. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you know what moment yep. I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking okay. about. Okay. And they've only done that twice. Like that exact same, um, I don't know. But anyway, I have this vision of basically where it's this giant, um, you're in, have you ever seen Robin Hood? Like the yeah. one, the animated one with the fox is Robin Hood? I vaguely remember okay. it. Okay. Do you know how they were in the line of like a parade yeah. going towards the city? Yeah. It was it was almost like that. It was like there was woods all around, and it was just a dirt road going somewhere, and all of mankind was in this giant long line as a parade. Yeah. And um, in this parade, at the front of it was Jesus dancing and swirling, but um, it wasn't like we were just you know carrying Jesus on his throne on our shoulders, carrying him, walking him down. No, it was like I knew that Abba was just the light that was like just around us. Yeah. It was almost like he was the atmosphere and, and we were just in it and we were, go- he was just following us. Okay. It was, it was insane. And there's really no other way of explaining it other than he was the light. You know what I mean? Yep. And so basically all of us were just going to, um, the destination that we were heading to was the place that the son of man would rest his head. Mm. So this was after, this was it. This was the moment that, we have all been waiting for, creation has been waiting for, 
And the, the, in the vision, my generation was at the front of the parade. We were leading the way. We were the ones dancing with, with Jesus. With, and, and it was just like, and it wasn't necessarily that I saw that, but I knew it. Mm. And um, I just, and that's just what I, I've been feeling recently about our generation is that I know that our generation has, and, you know, First Peter 2, 9, and then everything that else has been saying, but I mean, our generation really has the key for the restoration for all things. And I know that we do because, I mean, it's us, and but it's also inside of us. It's our gener- the generation coming after us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, the only way that I can put it is that I know that our generation has so much more than just living life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that our generation will be the first generation to stop just living a life. And, well, I mean, I can kind of say it like this for us to understand. It's just not living in the matrix. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Living life. Like, actually living life. L-I-F-E. And it's just so interesting to me because everything that's been going down, the things that have been spoken and things that have been said are actually happening. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's so, it's so, I don't understand how you could not want to live a life that is rigged. You know what I mean? Literally. And I think that's where, that's, that's where our generation is moving. Yeah. Living a rigged life. Man, that's good. Yeah. I think that this, this generation is very easily moved by, um, what, what like what my generation thinks is cool, what my generation sees other people doing is exactly what they're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Right now, um, there's a lot of people searching for something that's fulfilling to them. There's a lot of people that are at a really young age doing things that they want to fulfill them. One, they're doing things that they think is going to make them feel better. Yeah, yeah. And I think that this generation, a lot of people think that that's like a, that that's um, like down, like that's... um, Bad thing? Yeah, that that's like a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. But I I think, or I know that this generation, man, is going to catch wind of this, of like what's happening here. And it's, and it's changing, man. And I, and I see it in Africa. Um, honestly, I might see, like, the father moving a lot more in Africa. Like, whenever I go to Africa, it's, it's strictly because people in Africa that we have taught, you know, taught Christ and taught what we're walking in, yeah. they, man, they go run down the street and they tell everybody about it. Oh, man. They do. They really do. And then, and like, they'll just, like, wide open, man. Like, they don't give a crap because they found that one thing that's fulfilling to them. Come on. You know, they found that one thing. I don't have to desire anything else. I found that one thing. Yeah. You know? Because they know. They... They like what Landon said, that 
our generation is seeking something fulfilling. Mm-hmm. They all openly know that about each other yeah. and, and word it. And it's like they're a team. They're like, hey, we're all looking for something that's fulfilling. Someone found it. Boom. Wow. I'm coming to you. I'm telling you immediately. And it just starts spreading, spreading, spreading. And it's like it's like a light bulb after a light. It's like a domino effect. Wow. If you get hit by the domino, you're sharing it to the next person. Da, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like – and that's something that our, that our generation is um, – not good at yeah here in America at least yeah it's like you get you get this crazy experience and and and, and you get this word and this knowledge and you get the fulfillment and it's like you're too scared to share that because of what other people are going to think in Africa they don't care what you think about them they found that one thing this generation will hear and will feel that like the father's presence and they'll be so scared about what other people are going to think that it will stop them from advancing, you know, into like sharing with other people. And it's, it's even happened to me. I'll be honest. I have not, um, shared the gospel or I have not been the greatest, um, evangelist per se, um, that I could be, you know, but the, this generation, I think as soon as they catch wind that there's enough people, you know what I mean, yep. following Jesus mm-hmm. that they can join in and feel refuge, you know what I mean, yeah, with being good. like, I'm one of the Jesus people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, I don't want to say that it, it has to grow to something um, to where there's so many people doing it that other people – like uh, so many people following Christ that other people just feel like, okay, that's what they're doing. So I'm going to join in that. Yeah. That's why I think it's, it's so special because it's happening. Like I see people come to church and I see them get touched like on a heart level. And it's, it's something that's going to take time because it's not like you can just sign your name on a piece of paper, you know, and then, and then you're 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 a part of it. Yeah. You know, everybody's gonna have their own encounter. Everybody's gonna have their own testimony on how they begin to live, um, how they were created to live. Yeah. And it's not something that you can just rush, you know? Yeah. That's More than cool. anything, I wanna see my friend Jack fully um surrendered to the Lord. Yeah. And I'm not gonna push him. I'm going to let him see like how God lives in me in my daily life and how it advances me and how the word, how I read my Bible, how that advances me. And I'll send him scriptures all the time, but I'm not, I'm not trying to push him to something. I'm letting him want to come, you know, I'm letting him see, um, God in me and I'm letting him decide I want that I don't want to go to Jack and um tell him about all this great stuff and tell him why he should come be a part of what I'm a part of I want him to see you know how it's um changing me and him want that yeah you know it's about sharing with him your experience and showing him where there is what what there is and then if he doesn't respond in the way that you want him to or as fast, you know what I mean? I'm just saying anyone. I'm not, not yeah, saying Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And so it, 
people get so offended or hurt or upset that somebody isn't responding immediately or responding like they like you wanted them to. Yeah. You know what I mean? It you know, it takes time. Yeah. And people take time and because they're they're always they're unsure at first. Yeah. I love what you said, Landon. Um that your 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 viewpoint on this isn't to where you're you're looking at as people coming your generation is coming to Jesus just because it's a, it's a trend. Yeah. Right. Well, it's sorry, but it's going to be obvious who is following a trend and who truly has a relationship with the Father. Yeah. That's not my concern like um I don't think there's going to be anybody that says that they are a part of what we're in and you not be able to tell, you know, if you're in this, we can tell, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not something that you can just, um, say that you're a part of, and you're a part of, it's going to be something that your internal garden is going to change. And, and it's going to be obvious. It's not going to be something you can't just follow this trend. It's something that you actually, become you know and so i don't think that it's going to be able to be a trend that people follow you're actually going to have to surrender to this that's good you know yeah and so that's where i think it's a little bit different this this generation isn't going to be able to follow a trend in this you know you're going to have to actually become a part of the kingdom you know because it's going to be obvious if you're not i agree man I agree. That's good. Man. Let me let me ask you this and then we can kind of wrap it up. What are you guys seeing for the generation to come? What are you dreaming? What is a vision? What is something that the Lord has placed on you or in you? Because I think that's that's I'll I'll put it this way. For me, it I didn't start to be I I I I, I had Audrey at a young age at what, twenty? We, we had kids, but I don't think I was generationally minded until maybe later on in my 20s. Um, and then that's, I think that's what it was. We became youth pastors in our early 20s. That's when I started to see. I mean, I, I had been in a youth group before when I was 19. I didn't quite see the significance of, you know, generational legacy. I was just going to church and just trying to get saved so that way I don't go to hell. You know, that's yeah. th- those are the messages back in 2007 that were being preached was get saved so you don't go. To-. I remember having panic attacks in church hearing that's crazy. that. I'm t- <laughs> that's crazy to me. Yeah. It, I, I still think it's crazy that people still do that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in my early 20s is when I started to see the next generation. Sarah and I became youth pastors for the very first time. A pastor took a chance on us and, and taught us. It was we, he was a spiritual father to us without us knowing the language. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of favor with them. Um, and then we come into this type of atmosphere, this type of um, culture. And it's, and it's you start to see through scripture how the Lord really is wanting generations to, to start to see him rightly. Yeah. yeah. So with the, all that being said, how, what, is, what is the Lord revealing to you guys concerning the next? Um, to me, I've heard a lot, um, to me, I've heard a lot of pastors and even my father and pops and different people say 
this generation coming up is never going to have to be optimized from what we've had to be optimized from. Yeah. And I heard that growing up. And growing up hearing that, it's like, okay, so if I mess up, that means it's kind of just I'm not that generation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think this next generation is going to come up that knows – Listen, I'm not perfect. I'm going to make mistakes. But I'm not going to have to be optimized from those mistakes because I know that the father never changed how he viewed me. Yeah. Even whenever I was in this sin and I did this, it never changed how the father viewed me. I was still beloved and I was still perfect righteousness. Yeah. And so I think this generation is going to screw up, maybe in the same way that you did. Yeah. But this generation is going to know that it never changed the way that the father viewed them. Man. And so that's From the, the difference. That you know, I'm not, believing, I'm not believing for a generation that doesn't make the same mistakes as you. I'm believing for a generation that knew the whole time that they are perfect righteousness. <laughs> and so... To me, hearing that growing up, it put a um, it put a uh, a weight burden. Yeah, it put a burden on me to not ever make a mistake. And this generation is gonna come up knowing, you know, that if I screw up, it's not gonna change anything about the way my peers see me the way my parents see me, the way my youth group leaders see me, the way that my brother sees me, or the way that the father sees me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and that's what I, I, I'm not believing for a generation that doesn't mess up. That's how God made us. Yeah. A generation that believes that they are perfect righteousness. And so when they mess up, it doesn't change anything, you know? Yeah. And that's not permission to mess up, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's that's very good that you said that, man. That's so good. I think that's that's the that's the key in all this. Right. Is if we can continue to walk, the walk with him. Yeah. And even when we stumble, that we are so You didn't take a step back. Yeah. We're so convinced, we're so concrete in what we are are believing, feeling, and seeing that his eyes never waver. They mm-hmm. never shift. They don't, his heart doesn't skip a beat. Yeah. It's as if you've never messed up at all. Right. That's good, man. Right. And, and just like what you were saying, Ethan, that's starting from the very beginning. Yep. It starts from the moment that you are like, I am yours and you are mine. Me and Landon weren't necessarily raised in the sense of um, a sin consciousness. Yeah. But, you know, when we were really young, like five, you know, there was that still of the repenting part. Mm-hmm. And I know that the generation that will be coming from my generation, that repentance is not at all anything to do with sin. Mm. They will know that. I know that they'll know that. Yeah. And um, I think that they'll be the first generation – that's going to be born being taught that. My generation, it was more or less kind of like we really got that and understood at a young age and lived the rest of their life knowing that. But the next generation, it's going to be from the ground up knowing that repentance and your sin are completely two different things, 100%. Wow. I honestly don't even think that they're going to have to repent on the way that they think. They're not going to have to change right. anything. That they're going to be grown and taught and raised knowing 
not sin, but knowing just Abba. Yes. 100% from the beginning. Yes, sir. And if they know just Abba, they know that they can't, they can't, like, mess up, you yeah. know? I can't sin. I can't, I mean, I can sin. I didn't mean that. No, you're good. I know um, what you mean. What, I can't mess up and it hinder anything, yeah. you know? Yeah. Whenever I mess up, I immediately go to the Father and I immediately go to, like, my relationship with my dad, my dad has always wanted me to know that when I mess up, I can go to him. And yeah. fathers, that's that's a big, big, big deal. Make sure oh, your sons boy. know that they can come to you when they mess up. Yep. You know? Yep. I think that's the biggest, one of the biggest deals about, I'm not trying to tell fathers how to father, but you got you got to know that your son knows he can come to you yeah. when he messes up. No, tell him, man. That's that is a that is a very huge deal. There's a reason why kids, teenagers, young adults don't go to parents is because they know subconsciously or or within their heart. I know if I take this to my parents, whatever it is, any facet of life, mm-hmm. that they're going to either be. I'm going to hear I'm disappointed. Yeah, they're going to hear. Why in the world did you do that? If their response is anything other than what Abba would say, it's yeah. the wrong response. Yeah. Because if if I know I go to, trust me, I mess up. But I know that when I go to Abba, his response is so much different from my earthly father's. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if his response is open arms and I'm not letting go until you are convinced that I am not mad at you, that I am not upset... That's the very response that we need. Yeah. We need fathers that are going to, you could crash and total the car. And if, as a father, if my first response is, how in the world did you do this? Yeah. Not, hey, are you okay? Come here. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me check you out. Let me, yeah. is this okay? Do we need, it, you're, you're caring more for their well being, spiritually and physically. Yeah. Cars are replaceable. Yeah, forget the car. This life is a vapor. It's going to fly by. That car is nothing compared to the well-being and the raising up of your children. Right. Because by you doing that, that's going to flip and scar them in a good way. There's a better lesson that you can teach in every situation other than you're in trouble. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh, man. I feel like I'm talking to... Two grown men in this room. <laughs> like you guys are, like you guys are two adult fathers that I'm, I'm talking to. <laughs> I'm pretty fired up right now. <laughs> but it's true because I'm telling you, it, it, it makes a difference when your dad in part said into you guys that you can, and, and his response when you come to him is the same response that Abba would echo. It's doing something in you to when you guys have kids and your kids mess up at any age. Your response is is going to be the same response. That's through your father, and it's because and it's in him because it was revealed in such a beautiful revelation from Abba. Yeah. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not forced. It's not, man, I have to do this because this is what Abba did. You say, I get to do this because this is what Abba's done for me. Yeah. yeah. Our response has to mimic Abba's. Yeah. yeah. And we can't use this whole, uh, well, I'm human thing. No, you're not. Yeah. You, come on. You are spirit first. You have to recognize and realize where your genesis first came from. You came out of the loins of Abba. Yeah. You came from him first. You are a spirit having an earthly encounter. Yes, 100%.
We cannot call him our Abba. We cannot say that he is our father and our response to our children or even to a stranger at Publix, Walmart, Home Depot, when you're getting your food and you are nasty to them, but then you want the same grace and mercy to be displayed upon you from Abba. Yeah. We cannot treat our kids like crap. That's good. But then still go to him and say, woe is me, Abba, I messed up, I need you to forgive me, but then won't share the same sentiment to our kids. Yeah. Yeah. They wow. expect Abba to treat you like that, but you can't. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I've learned that the hard way. Trust me, I, <laughs> I was a horrible father in the yeah. beginning because I love the idea of having a kid. I was not ready for a preteen. Yeah. But it's through fathers that are in my life. It's through Pops. It's through the example that Pops does with you guys, the, the intimate conversations I have with my spiritual father and seeing my brothers, my spiritual brothers raise the kids and the... Though, I think I'm... You have the oldest one. That's what I'm thinking. You do? Well, I know Jenna has... Oh, her, Olivia. O- Olivia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But seeing my brothers raise them up as fathers yeah. is, is one thing I look at. And, and, and I tell them that. The way that you treat your kids, I learn from. Though my kids are older than theirs, I still look at them and say, I learned from you guys. How you guys are gentle. How you guys are so intentional. Your eyes are on them. Yeah, um, Joel actually said something on social media the other day where community, and I knew what he meant by that. Um, like community matters, and you, you bounce off of the people in your yeah. environment. And God teaches you so many things, not from pe- leaders in your life, but also peers. Yes. In so many different ways. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that my father told me whenever I was younger is show me your friends and I'll show you your future yeah and I think it's good to res- to surround yourself around godly people but but don't be afraid to let one or two in to see you know you yes. don't surround yourself in that and try and change them yeah. let them come you know what I mean yep. you don't have to put yourself inside of a bubble where you don't talk to you know, the world, quote unquote, but surround yourself in this um, holy family, you know, in this yeah, family, yeah, yeah. but don't be afraid to go outside the family and pull one or two in, mm-hmm. you know, into it. You can't, I don't know where that came from, but that's good. But man. you got, you can't just surround yourself with the world and then expect you to change it, you know? Yeah. Um, I see, I see people time and time again hang out with um, worldly, quote, like worldly people, and, mm-hmm. and they think that they can change them, you know. And it's like in order for and – and I believe that I can hang around um, my generation and them, them not know the Lord, and they'll see, they'll see that I'm different, you know, yeah. and, and that can – plant a seed in them but you're not gonna change like just you inside of like a room of like three or four people that don't know jesus they're obviously gonna choose to stick you know what i mean yeah to that you know Mm -hmm. but like bring one or two people into you know your um kingdom family but don't go out and put yourself inside of that a bigger group than you know what I mean yeah I like to try and have more people around me that I can look up to more people around me that I can um 
follow and them lead me than people that I am trying to lead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, especially just for now where I'm at. I'm growing a lot, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm trying my best to surround myself with people. Like, I I don't want to be around anybody that I can't look up to, that I can't follow in their footsteps. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. Like, I almost want to say, get away from me if if you aren't chasing what I'm chasing, you know? If you're not seeing the vision that I'm seeing, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I believe that this generation is going to change um, because of our eyes. I don't think it's going to be because we are going and telling them all this and that. I think that this, like, this generation, the kingdom family is going to begin to be so impacted by the Father that it's going to change the way that people see us. You know, it's going to begin to make people want to be a part of this just because of how we have become so in, like, one with the Father. Yeah. But... Don't don't put yourself out there expecting you to change a group of friends, you know. Um, surround yourself with people that you can follow. Yeah. And follow their footsteps. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I do know that the one thing that this next generation is going to have down is proximity. And I think that's what's going to that's what's going to do it cuz their your proximity changes your um proximity changes perspective 100%. Yeah. And bottom line is presence with Abba comes first and that will change everything. Yeah. Like we wouldn't even have to talk about like knowing that you're good and you're righteous after messing up if you have proximity with Abba. Yeah. If you constantly have proximity with Abba, you wouldn't even have to be like, no, I'm good. I'm righteous after messing up because you wouldn't even be messing up. Yeah. And I think that this next generation, like, yes, there will be some that mess up, but like, there's going to be those that we'll see the first fruits of never because of their proximity with God. Yes. Yes. Ooh. Oh, goodness. I'm over here getting emotional, man. <laughs> this is so good. This is so good. Uh, do you guys have anything else that's on your heart? Clear. All hearts clear? Yeah, man. There's definitely going to be a part two to this because... I'm stoked. I'm ready. Yeah. I know it. I know it. I'm so excited. That's good, man. Both of y'all. You you both, I mean, just from knowing you guys when you're all at Destin to who you guys are now it has been a privilege and honor to just watch you guys grow. Thank you. And I'm I'm so so excited to see where the Lord is is going to continue to take you both. Yeah. And how he's taking you and what he's revealing. Cuz it's it's just it's it's the fact that I feel like I am talking to two grown men that have families. You don't get that everywhere with the ages that you guys are at now. And I I can genuinely say that with anyone that's listening to this. I can authentically say it, that's what it feels like in this room. So when Pop says wow. that this room is filled with spiritual giants, it's like I'm yeah. I'm seeing it and I'm feeling it, and I'm like, wow. there's more than one way to fill a room. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so that's that's good. That's good. I'm I'm in, I said this before. I think I, I said it in a in an Instagram post that the cosmos is in good hands. Yeah. When it comes to the next generation. 
Yeah. It really is. With you two, with the boys that are in um, Mobile, it is in good hands. It's only going to get better from here. Oh, yeah. It's only going to grow. So this I have is one good. more thing to say. Oh, gosh. Accept the invitation into the mist. Ooh. And that's how we'll end it. <laughs> Just like Sons that. Sons spirit. Goodness gracious. Sticky. Well, I appreciate you town, towns and boys <laughs> coming through here and, and hanging Sorry. out with me, man, and, and being able just to talk about all this because, I mean, there's there's just going to be more. There has to be more yeah. to what we have to talk about. So I agree. Um, thank you, guys. I love y'all to death. Love you too. I honor the both of you. Y'all mean, the, y'all mean a lot to me. Y'all mean the world to me. So um, I love you. I love you, Landon. I honor you. I honor you, Landon. I honor that you honor me. <laughs> you win. I honor y'all honoring each other. 